Hello and welcome to Rike's Expat Podcast. This is podcast number 008. And today we will be talking about having too little and too much money in the Philippines. It's been about two years since I wrote, uh, or actually not wrote, but actually did a video on my video blog about the subject of, of not having enough money in the Philippines and, and ending up destitute. We're going to talk about both extremes today. The first we'll talk about not having enough money in the Philippines, and then we'll go on to actually the problems you can have with having too much money in the Philippines. Beginning with not enough, the reason it bears bringing back to the forefront this, this topic once again is because lately I've been seeing on Facebook more and more incidents of foreigners, expats, from different countries coming to different parts of Southeast Asia, some in Philippines, some in Thailand, and essentially running out of money completely to where they are destitute. And they find themselves basically begging, begging for money, usually hitting up other expats, you know, trying to hit on their sense of compassion and compatriotism and, you know, can you help a brother out? And it's a sad sight to see. And, and I saw several of them on Facebook here just this week, which is what kind of brought it back to mind again. Now, one of them went somewhat viral over the last two years. I believe his first name was Bob. I don't want to generalize, but I am going to bring up three of the, the most obvious or, or expats that seem to have gotten most of the attention here for, for running into financial problems. I forget the, his last name, but there is one guy named Bob who went the rounds on YouTube Essentially, he did a video where he was crying and and making an appeal to his wife, uh, saying that he was begging her to come back. He was crying in the open street. Somebody passing by shot a video with their, their phone cam, and he was destitute. He had no money, and you could pretty much tell. The guy was just living off the street. He was, it was just disheveled and dirty and... Uh, not doing too well. And as, as it went kind of viral, people started looking into the background, and then it just came out later that the guy had a bad temper, the wife had left him, taken the kids. Essentially, in the Philippines, you're not going to last long with a bad temper. Uh, Philippine culture just does not put up with it. And, you know, you're lucky if you just don't end up taking a beating physically. People just are not going to put up with bad temper for very long especially in, in the community. Uh, they may put up with it, you know, only on a professional level when you're at the mall or something, but when you're dealing with the uh, social contacts within your own neighborhood, having a bad temper is going to catch up with you one way or another. Now, as for his destitution, I don't know what was the cause of it. I have no idea where his income was originally coming from, but apparently it came to an end, and... And, and, and a Filipina is only going to put up with so much. She may put up with bad attitude and, and say, and not speaking just limited to him, but with uh, bad temper and cheating habits and whatever, she may put up with that for a while if he's the sole breadwinner. But if he no longer is able to bring home the bacon and he's still 
got a bad temper or he's cheating or whatever, there's really no incentive for her to stay. And frankly, I don't blame her. It's best that she picks up the kids and leaves. Why put up with this guy's, or any guy's, attitude, bad attitude, if at the very least he's not even providing for the family? So that's pretty much the the way it's going to go down is here in the Philippines. Again, they will put up with only so much. And, and if you're not providing, well then, pretty much there's really no reason to stay. So, so apparently the, the wife left him and now he's out on the streets destitute. And I really don't know what ended up happening with him. Uh, that was about two years ago that I, I had come across him on, online. And then recently I came across another one. I don't know his name, but he's, uh, seems to be in about his mid sixties, uh, maybe early seventies. And somebody had personally sent me the the photograph of him and said, well, hey, can you do something for this guy? He's a foreigner from America, and he's destitute out in Zamboanga. So I looked into it, and, and it got posted to a group that I run on, on Facebook for Dumaguete, Bakong, and Dowin. And some other viewers, some other readers of the group had made the attempt to find him. And and in the process, they a a fellow person from Florida it turned out this guy was from Florida, an expat in the Philippines from, from who was originally from Florida also, took it upon himself to dig through the internet and and knew the guy's name and and was able to actually find some addresses online in the hopes of contacting his family to let them know where he was and that he was in a dire situation. In the photograph, he has sort of like some kind of skin ailment on his leg, some sort of, I don't know what it is, could be, who knows, could be mange, could be, I don't know. But he's definitely got having some health problems with his skin, and he's lost a lot of weight, and he's just sort of sitting there with a cardboard paper asking for money. So it looked like a pretty sad situation. Well, in the process of trying to find the man's family, this man who was trying to help him, also happened to find out that the man was a registered sex offender in Florida. Now, this is where you'll just have to make up your own mind. I mean, nobody wants to see anybody out destitute, you know, without resources. But once that bit of information came out, a lot of, a lot of empathy and sympathy was lost by the people who were following this, essentially saying, well, you know, maybe it's karma. Maybe this, his, his luck just ran out because, you know, karma just caught up with him and, and he didn't get judged in the United States and he fled to the Philippines and, and now, now this has happened. Now, for whatever reason, he finds himself destitute on the streets and not too many people really had much compassion for him at that point. So there was a bit of discussion about as far as, uh, and this will be a good segue, the discussion that spawned from there went from how can we help this guy out to, well, what could the U.S. government do to help this guy out? And and what was essentially brought forward was that, yes, he could go forward to the U.S. Embassy. Now, there's a consular in Cebu, but the embassy is in Manila for the U.S.A., so, number one, he would have to get himself to Manila. And then he would have to try and put forward a case for his destitution and, and appeal to them 
saying essentially he wanted to have the U.S. government finance his way back to the United States for health reasons or whatever. Now, you would think that would be a simple solution. However, there was another expat in the city of Dumaguete out on Negros Oriental who was taken from Dumaguete. He was, this is a whole other expat, who was taken to the consular in Cebu, uh, the American consular, and and was essentially turned away. He was turned away and basically was told, he's not our problem. Take him to the embassy. Uh, we, we can't really do anything for him. And people had already spent money getting him from, and this was the local tourist police uh, department and police department in Dumaguete, who took it upon themselves as just persons to to finance getting him on a bus, accompanying him, taking him to the consular. They, they really went the extra mile to get him even to Cebu in order to help him get home. And, and it wasn't that simple. Again, he was turned away and, and told there was no help for him. Now, the other third person that comes to mind has also found himself in, in dire straits. He has, in the space of about, I would say, two months, uh, lost anywhere from 80 to 90 pounds. He does videos online on YouTube, and you, it's obvious you can see that he's, he's lost a massive amount of weight. Uh, he also had mentioned himself that his bank accounts were frozen sometime, I think, around March. And again, it, I don't want to generalize with people, expats that run out of money abroad, but once again, as there was more investigation done, it turned out that this person had been engaged in essentially soliciting for donations online with church groups uh, there on Facebook and asking for money for his missionary work. Well, it turned out he not only is not associated with any church, it turns out he's not ordained in any way. There's no oversight group. He's never provided transparency for any of the money, the donations he's been collecting. And he's been financing himself through Fiji and Samoa and now Philippines and collecting money, which for all, again, there's been no report. No transparency of what he's done with those donations other than spend it to finance his life living in Asia. There's also been, uh, again, I've seen actual screenshots of uh, churches who have denounced him and stated he is not only not part of their church, he is banned from their church for his unchristian activities, and that he is not ordained. And and if you go through his videos, you can see very quickly there's nothing compassionate about this guy at all. He's he's very again he's very rude, ill-tempered, lots of foul language. There's no way in the world you you could ever believe that this guy was a missionary here to help the poor, especially when he says so many things against the poor. So now this particular person finds himself losing a bunch of weight. His bank account was frozen, and now he's essentially got nobody to really help him. He's scrambling to do these videos, I guess, to make money off of that. And that's pretty much the only, the only uh, income uh, revenue he seems to have going. Now, again, I don't want to say that all expats who end up destitute overseas 
it's some kind of karma due to their nefarious illegal or criminal or immoral activities before they got here. Bad things can happen to good people. There are men, and I, I myself have sat down with men, who were cheated, who were scammed by women, Filipinas that they met, and other guys in Thailand, uh, women that they met who uh, essentially, once they got romantically involved with them, were told, well, if you really love me, you'll buy a house for my parents, or you'll give me X amount of money per month. And as time went on, for instance, the most recent one that I spoke with, now fortunately he's wealthy enough that he afforded to lose 120000 U.S. dollars over the span of three years to a scamming Filipina, and he's able to walk away from that. He owns a business, and you know the business is doing well, but nevertheless... Most guys cannot afford losing 120,000 U.S. dollars. Now, uh, I've spoken with others who, for instance, I ran into one who he only had $30,000 to his name after he retired. He forwarded 15,000 of that to the Filipina he'd been talking to for about six months online. And lo and behold, after sending her the money and coming to Cebu, she wasn't at the airport. She never showed up. All her Facebook and Google and Skype accounts were shut down. She basically disappeared with the money. So he was kind of in a state of shock. He now had nowhere to live. He thought he was going to have a house to come to. And now half of his retirement money was gone. Recently, my buddy Mike uh, from Iloilo, who does the My Philippine Journey channel there on YouTube, he just did a video speaking about yet another man who was cheated into buying a house, which uh, by the time he got here, he was already here, helped with the purchase of the house, went back to the United States for some treatment for his apnea, and before he even made it back, the girl put the house up for sale and Essentially, his money's gone. All the, the title and deeds are in her name, you know, because that's the law here. You, foreigners cannot own controlling rights to property. So there's another man who has lost a huge chunk of money. So bad things do happen to good people. Now, it usually happens because fail to look at the red flags that are coming up along the way. Number one, a, a relationship that's only three months or six months old should not even, the idea of buying them a house or giving them huge amounts of money should not even be on the table. It normally would not in their own country, and yet for some reason so many guys get desperate to hang on to these women and they end up doing the stupidest things, like giving them twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. And the Filipina, again, is telling them, well, I'll pay you back. Well, she's never had even a fraction of that much money in her whole life. There's no way she's going to pay him back. Or she basically says, well, you know, I thought you loved me, manipulation, he's addicted to her and whatever, and next thing you know, he's wiring her the money. But the point being, you do not, you do not want to end up in a foreign country destitute of your money, with no income stream, with no way to bounce back with no reserve. Now, it doesn't matter whether you lost your money because you were involved with 
illegal scamming. It doesn't matter if you lost your money because you handed it all to a Filipina. It doesn't matter if you lost your, all your money because you thought that $30,000 would last you forever in the Philippines. It won't. You don't want to end up in the Philippines or, or anywhere in Asia with no support network and no income. You do not want that to happen. You would think it's going to all be okay, that you'll just go to the embassy and everything will be fine. They'll ship you back home and, and you'll be back with your, your family network and it'll all work out. Do not count on that. The, the efforts that I have seen to help people out has been done really at the mercy of complete strangers who felt sorry for them. You can't count on that. You can't. On YouTube, I've seen, what, maybe six of these guys who ran out of money and through social media, they were lucky enough, somebody took a, a, a video of them with their phone cam and and it's not like these guys have an address or a phone or money for phone load or, or internet access. There's no way to even contact these guys. It has to be somebody local who's actually going to help them, who actually passes by them on the street on their way to the grocery store each day. So really, do not count on being down and out in the Philippines and expecting any kind of really quick help to arrive. There are no, I'll just speak for the Philippines since I'm familiar with it, and I'm sure it's very similar in Thailand and other places. In fact, I read an article about Thailand with the, the homeless uh, expat community in Pattaya who are out there collecting plastic bottles and asking for handouts from other foreigners. Uh, essentially, that the Thai government's position is they're not our problem. They came here, they're not surviving, not our problem. We're not here to be a social welfare state for every foreigner that comes here and runs out of money. So their position is, no, we're not going to help you. You work it out on your own. Go talk to your embassy. Now, here in the Philippines, there's been no real outright statement, but the fact remains that in the Philippines, there's no real uh, Department of Social Welfare for expats, let alone even really for Philippines. You're not going to see halfway houses like you would in Los Angeles. You're not going to see soup kitchens. You're not going to see any of that. If you're lucky, you could maybe find a church somewhere, a Christian church, and maybe they'll have some pity on you, and maybe somebody could give you a corner of some Nipa hut to sleep in and a bit of food, but really you're not going to get ahead in life. You, you may just be surviving at that point. So my real message I want to get across to you is do not think about coming to a foreign land to get a new start on life if you don't have the finances to do it. You need income. Having savings is not enough. You have to think about it. It's going to cost you, even on a cheap budget, it's going to cost you $11,000 a year, minimum, minimum. And that's being very frugal. It's going to cost you $11,000 a year to live in the Philippines. So if you have $30,000, what you really have is only enough money to live for three years or less. So you, you can't just come and survive on savings. You have to have income coming in. And enough that you can weather an incident such as getting hit by a tricycle and ending up with a broken leg in the hospital. 
Now, fortunately, in the Philippines and most places out here in Asia, the health care is relatively inexpensive compared to the United States rates. However, it's still going to cost you some money. So you're going to need some money for emergencies. So my, my chief message for this first part is do not move here without a plan. I know that you perhaps have seen various video vloggers who have made it their goal to share with you their journey of living in the Philippines on, say, less than $700. That's very brave, it's very courageous, it's very frugal, and I believe it can be done. However, even if successful, you're, you're looking at a lifestyle that is going to be below frugal. It's going to be with a lot of sacrifice. It's going to be with no luxury. And it's going to be ill-prepared for the day that some major expense comes up, which is, again, usually going to have involve medical incidents. So now I want to transition over to the issue of too much money. And I'm not going to really spend too much time on that because, number one, most most expats that I know of, Having too much money is really not their problem. <laughs> I do know a handful of men who are, let's just say, either either millionaires or very close to being millionaires. I only know a handful of guys that are in that category. Now, I do know other guys who have very good pensions. They planned wisely. They invested wisely. And they're coming here to live on anywhere from three to 5000 a month. They won't need that much, but they have it. They they can blow 5000 a month in the Philippines and really not blink an eye about it. They'll have another 5000 the next month. Most expats I know are pretty much on a budget somewhere between, oh, I'd say about, let's just ballpark, about 1000 to 1600 a month. Now, my message to those of you who are fortunate enough to come and you want to live in the Philippines and you're very well to do, you planned well, you're looking at anywhere from a 2500 a month budget upwards, my advice to you, number one, do not tell anybody your net worth, ever. Do not tell them your budget per month. Do not ever, ever brag about how much money you have. Because when you're in the Philippines, you're living in a desperate place. And as I've said so many times, desperate people do desperate things. When people know, and you may innocently just be sharing a story with a fellow expat, and then he mentions it to his wife, his Filipino wife, and then she mentions it to her sister. And the next thing you know, the wrong Filipino men in your area know that you're worth a lot of money. Now, my uncle was a DEA agent and before that an immigration agent in Mexico. And one of the things I learned from him is you don't want to be the richest gringo in the barrio when you're living in Mexico. You don't because you're a target. You're a target for kidnapping of your kids. You're a target for kidnapping of yourself. You're a target for extortion. You're a target for con men, even from other expats. I've heard of expats who look for rich foreigners and tell them, hey, do you want to buy my boat? I've got this really great boat, and they'll even show them pictures of it and everything. They don't own that boat. They're willing to take the money, but they do not own that boat. So my advice to you would be keep a low profile. 
Keep a low profile. I know you want to dress nice and whatever. That's fine. You know, there's plenty of guys that do dress nice, and, and that's all great. But excessive things like a Rolex watch or uh, a lot of gold jewelry or even just mentioning to too many people, uh, well, gee, I always eat at this restaurant, and, you know, oh, I just pulled... I normally, it's the 20th of the month, you know, time for me to go down to BPI Bank and, and pull out $10,000 for the month. You don't want people knowing that sort of information. You want to keep those cards close to your chest. And for those of you who are wealthy and, and you want to leave something for your Filipino wife, you may be thinking with good intention, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'll get a life insurance policy on myself. Should anything happen to me, she'll be okay. That's fine. Do that. But leave the instructions with your attorney and a trust company. Do not even tell your wife about it. It's sad to say, but life is cheap here. And if you're worth more dead than alive, well, guess what's going to happen? So my advice to those who have an excess of money, is stay under the radar, keep your cards close to your chest, don't flaunt anything. It does not help you in any way to flaunt your wealth in a poor country. You may as well be holding up a big honeypot to every con man, thief, and kidnapper in the area. So enjoy your wealth. Go to great places. There's fantastic resorts here. Enjoy it all. But... Personally, I would advise you, don't purchase land unless your whole intent is to basically give that land to your wife. And I'm not talking about being scammed. I'm just saying don't anchor yourself to one piece of land because you may find that if your life is in danger, you need to just put that land up for rent and go to another island. You need to have the mobility to just walk away from a property you purchased, a house you built, just rent it out. Rent it out to other foreigners because if, if word gets around about your itinerary, how much money you're worth, you've got a safe in the house with a bunch of money or jewelry in it, you're in a bad spot. And you're going to want to be able to pick up, take your family, move to another island. And again, you want to keep a low profile. When you have a lot of money, you don't tell anybody how much you earn or where you get your income from or how much stock you own. You don't want to say anything about any of that. All right. So I hope you find these things helpful and thought-provoking. Again, feel free to leave comments at the bottom of the page here at the website, and which is lifebeyondthesea.com, or you can get here also at rikeradio.com. And we'll see you then. Till next week. Bye-bye.